So uh, the question that we just had, oh, my name's Steve, by the way, for those of you who don't know me, I'm part of the team here at um, Foundry Community Church, and it's great to have you with us. Um, what a great celebration that was of uh, Liam and Victoria's stories there. Um, this question that we just had on the screen is, what is your favorite sauce or salad dressing? So come on, shout them out. Tomato ketchup. Mayonnaise. Perinase. Any advances? Oh, salad cream over here was that. What was this one? French salad dressing, red sauce. A few uh, different sauces there. Um, if you're like new to church, don't worry. There's some purpose to this, I promise you. Kind of, anyway. Um, there's a kind of running tension in uh, my marriage. Um, and there's this issue that keeps coming up um, over the last 12 years, which has led to um, me basically being banned from pretty much any form of food shopping. I'm not allowed to go to the supermarket. Um, the, the reason being because I would often um, go to the, to the supermarket and return with something that I didn't actually uh, need to get. Anyone else with me on that? Um, the, the kind of... The, the problem that I have really is I have a poor short-term memory and I am very easily distracted um, because this kind of issue arises whenever I go to the supermarket. I, I always end up somehow in the sauces and condiments aisle. It doesn't matter what I've gone for, that's where I'll end up. And like, I prepared this message a couple of weeks ago. Last night I got sent to the supermarket to pick up one thing and one thing only and randomly, like, just, it's like my body just takes me there. There I was looking at the different sauces, the kind of um, flavored mayonnaises or the, the hot sauces. Um, just, I just find it interesting. I don't know what it is. Um, but I'll often end up coming back with something from the supermarket that I didn't intend. Um, now, it's, what happens, as I said, is I'm easily distracted. And uh, it's at that point when I'm down this source section and I find this source and I've gone and like, I've been given like maybe one or two things. The limit for me is probably two. Um, in fact, no, probably one. And, and, and at one, I have to write it down in my phone on the notes section. Otherwise, I will forget what I went for. And uh, I'll either have to ring up Ruth when I'm stood there in the source section, why am I here? Um, or uh, I'll just return without what I was meant to get. Um, but here's what it leads to. Two kind of common phrases that are uttered in our marriage from Ruth. What is this? And where is the fill in the blank, whether it's the, the milk or the bananas or whatever it might be like, what is this that you've come back with? When are we ever going to use this? And where is the fill in the blank? I, I imagine I'm not alone in this. I am aware, actually, of somebody else who often gets into regular trouble with their spouse for returning from food shopping with cream cakes and not what they actually went to the shop for. Now, here's the link. The, the thing that I love about the Bible is that God has something to say to us about any and every season in our lives, doesn't he? Like, there's always some truth for us. There's always some guidance for us. There's always some wisdom for us. There's always some hope for us. And uh, the great thing about the Bible is that there was somebody in the Bible who had a similar 
problem and a similar experience to me who was distracted on a food shop. And we're going to look at that example today and hopefully learn a thing or two from this example. And it comes from a story in John chapter 4. Um, and I, I love this story. If you've been part of this church for a while, you've probably heard me preach from this story before. I make no apologies for it because it's just a great example to us. And we'll find out here, um, well, just some wisdom. And if the only thing you take away from today is how to go to the supermarket and get that one thing that you needed, then I've done my job today. We're going to read it together. It's going to come up on the screen so you can follow along with me um, today. So it says this in John chapter 4. This is, uh, we're gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down into different parts and, and just um, explain a few bits as we go along. It says this, Jesus realized that the Pharisees were keeping count of the baptisms that he and John performed, although his disciples, not Jesus, did the actual baptizing. They had posted the score that Jesus was ahead, turning him and John into rivals in the eyes of the people. So Jesus left the Judean countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came into Sychar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus, worn out by the trip, sat down at the well. It was noon. A woman, a Samaritan, came to draw water. Jesus said, would you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. Just pause it there with me for a moment. So here we have our local supermarket, um, fondly known to the locals as uh, Jacob's Well. This is the, the local supermarket of the day. We've got two main characters here. We've got Jesus, and then we've got a woman from a place called Samaria. And um, every time I've read this story, I've always found myself frustrated with John, who recorded it for us, that he never told us this woman's name. And uh, so for the, the benefit of this morning, we're, instead of just constantly referring to her as the Samaritan woman, we're just going to call her um, Sammy. Let's call her Sammy from Samaria. And we're specifically told that Sammy has come to the well at noontime. And she's come to the well at noontime, which is an interesting time to go to the well, because in these times, in these days, people would go to the well at the start of the day, not in the middle of the day, because throughout most of the year, that's when it would be really hot. And so it would appear that she's come to the well at this time of day because she doesn't want to see people. Um, we'll find out a bit about that in a moment. But she had a really simple need. She had a very short shopping list. And on her list was one thing. In fact, it was the only thing that this supermarket did, which was water. And so she's come to this well. She didn't need to write in her smartphone a list or anything. There was just this one thing that she needed to get. Nothing else to remember. But when she gets there, she finds this man at the well. And she, um, on his own and asking her for some water. And then we see this interaction. The Samaritan woman, taken aback, asked, How come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. There's not time to kind of go into the full history of this, but there's a tension here that we've got this Jewish man and this Samarian woman. 
And, uh, you know, Jews and Samaritans, as we're just told there, they did not mix. They did not talk. They did not get on. Not only that, that as a, a man and a woman who are not married, like they wouldn't talk in those days. But Jesus breaks through those barriers. And here we see the conversation. Jesus answered, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink and I would give you fresh living water. The woman said, sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with and the well is deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it? He and his sons and livestock and passed it down to us. Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water that I give will never thirst not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring. That's just a type of well that gave a constant water source. Gushing fountains of endless life. The woman said, sir, give me this water so I won't ever get thirsty. Won't ever have to come back to this well again. And we'll just pause again for a moment there. Here's what we see. Sammy, just like me, is easily distracted. Remember, she had one thing on her shopping list, the water. But she's found herself down a different aisle. There's this miracle water suddenly on offer to her. Have you, anybody ever been to Costco? It's a bit like going to Costco. At Costco, what happens is that like, on certain days, they do these like taster things. And like, it's amazing food that you wouldn't normally buy yourself, but they're just giving it for free. You've gone for something else, but something has just blown your mind. As, I don't know, one time I went and they were just giving out free Lindors. I just kept walking around the island pretending I was a different person. <laughs> but Jesus is offering this miracle water, this water that he says this woman would never be thirsty again from. That means that she wouldn't have to visit the well again. No more awkward social moments for her. No more embarrassment of seeing someone that she's trying to avoid seeing. Because we've all done that at the supermarket, haven't we? Hidden down a different aisle? No? Okay. Just me then. I love, though, how quickly she wants this miracle water that she's hearing about. It's like me seeing down the sources and condiments aisle that Tesco have launched a new perinase or something. Like, I'm just in. And then we see the kind of conversation continues a little bit. It says, Jesus said, go call your husband and then come back. I have no husband, she said. That's nicely put, I have no husband. You've had five husbands and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth there. Sure enough. And again, we'll just pause. Because the conversation here, I don't know about you, but it seems to have taken quite a strange turn. That like Jesus has offered this incredible miracle water. And then he says, go get your husband. Even though he knows that she hasn't currently got a husband. She's had five. And now she's living with a man who isn't her husband. Like, that's one way to make conversation weird, isn't it? In a moment. But what is Jesus doing here? He's using something that we would call a word of knowledge. Jesus knows this about this woman. And he uses it as a way to connect with her on a personal level. Why? Because Jesus recognizes that in this woman's life, 
there is some healing to be brought for Sammy. Now, we don't know the reason behind why Sammy had had five husbands. It could be really easy for us to assume why, to jump to conclusions. But the truth is, we don't know. Whether it was divorce, whether it was that she was a widow, different times, like, we don't know. But what we do know is that Sammy is a woman who is carrying a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, trauma in her life from all of these relationships that are no more. And you can understand, then, why this would perhaps make Sammy want to avoid seeing other people at the well. The, the, the baggage that she is carrying around with her. So it makes a lot of sense what she's doing. We're just going to jump forward a, a few verses now. What we see is a conversation then that Jesus has with her about the difference between the Jews and the Samaritans. And then Jesus reveals to her that he is the saviour of the world. And then we'll pick it up in verse 27. It says, just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked. They couldn't believe that he was talking to that kind of a woman. No one said what they were all thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint and left. And then here's our kind of key verse. It says, in her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told people, come see a man who, know, who knew all about the things I did, who knows me inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. So that's our key verse today. The woman, we're told, went to the well for what? For water. What did she leave with? Without water. You see the link now. She's just like me. She goes to the supermarket with one thing in mind, but she returns with something totally different. And we're told she left the jar behind. She went for that one thing on her list. Can you imagine the conversation that would have taken place with her partner when she gets back? Where's the water? What is this living water that you keep talking about? Is that going to help us wash the clothes, feed the... Uh, what do you do? Feed the animals? Like, how do you... Yeah, feed the animals with water? Yeah, we'll go with that. Like, is, is that going to, like, help us brush our teeth, this living water? Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? He knew everything about you. Like, what are you on about? There was somebody there at the well at midday. There's never anybody there. Like, can you imagine that conversation taking place? And then jump forward again a, a few verses. Verse 39, we see the end of it. It says, many of the Samaritans from that village committed themselves to him because of the woman's witness. He knew all about the things I did. We see this phrase again. He knows me inside and out. They asked him to stay on, so Jesus stayed two days. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they heard what he had to say. They said to the woman, we're no longer taking this on your say-so. We heard it for ourselves and know it for sure. He is the saviour of the world. So what we see is that the people in Sammy's village, they see a change in her. They could see that there was something different about this woman. 
who it would seem had wanted to avoid people, but now she can't keep quiet about someone that she has had an encounter with. She'd gone to the well for water, but she came back with this thing called living water. You see, this is the thing about Jesus. Jesus is so much more than we can ever imagine. He is so much more than we can ever get our minds around. And today we've heard two um, incredible life-changing stories. Victoria, who said that life before she decided to follow Jesus was dark, lonely, and isolating. But now she has experienced this living water that is available through Jesus. And so she now says that she feels free and alive. Not that life is without hardship, but now she has someone to help her through those times in life. And Liam, who felt like life was drifting. He felt like he was missing something. And then he came to know Jesus. And now life feels like it has purpose to it. He doesn't feel alone in his struggles, and he feels like he has found a home in a Jesus-centered community. What about you today? Do you know about the change that Jesus can bring to your life? Maybe you're in a place where you feel at the moment like you are living without hope. Perhaps, just like Sammy, life has been complicated for whatever reason it might be. Maybe you've been through some painful experiences. Or like Victoria said, life has felt dark and lonely at times. Or like Liam, you just feel like there's something missing. You know, Jesus can replace all of that. He can go beyond all of your expectations, beyond your understanding, and bring you life and hope for eternity. One of my favorite things about this story that we've just read together is how people in Sammy's village could see something different about her. And it led them to Jesus. I wonder today, if you are a follower of Jesus, can people see that change in you? Can people see that there's something different about your life? I know that that's been the case about Liam and Victoria, and I know that there's people who are part of our church today because they've seen the difference about them. They've seen that there's something about them. They've seen, like, they wouldn't word it this way, the living water at work in and through their lives. And then there's just this symbol of the jar that was left behind. Sammy, we're told, went to the well for water. Just one simple thing on her shopping list. But she went home with so much more. As Liam and Victoria have got baptized today, it's literally been this visual like illustration of essentially leaving something behind. Leaving behind their old way of life. It's this marquee moment where they've just wanted to declare to us, their church family, and to family and friends who have come today. Like, this is me saying that today I'm living for Jesus. I'm leaving behind this old way of life, my old way of thinking, my old way of doing things. They've literally had a wash today. Like, literally, there is something of them in that water. And so if you're getting baptized next week, 
We're just going to leave it there for you. It's a cost of living crisis. We can't change the water. I think we are changing the water, right? We'll decide in the week. But it's this demonstration of what they've left behind. Just like Sammy, as she left that empty jar, she'd come for something in life that she thought she needed. She left with something totally different. For Liam and Victoria, as they've come to know Jesus, you know, I imagine it sounds like it to me from their story that they have found so much more than they could ever imagine. What might Jesus want you to leave behind today? That thing that maybe you struggle with, that, 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 that greed or the pride or the lustful thoughts or the jealousy or the aggression or whatever that thing might be for you today. Hear that call today that Jesus wants to bring you living water so that you can leave behind that old way of life. I love what the woman said to the people in the village. He knew all about the things I did. He knows me inside and out. You know, Jesus fulfills something in all of us, which is this deep longing in all of us to be known. And what I love about Jesus and what we see from Sammy's life here today, there was so much complication about her life, so much pain, so much hurt, trauma. And often when we're in that place, when we're hurting, when life is painful, when we perhaps experience trauma, what we can often do, which is a natural response, is to isolate ourselves and to not want to be known. But the thing about Jesus is, he knew, he knew Sammy inside and out. He knows Liam and Victoria inside and out. He knows us all inside and out. And sometimes we're afraid that when people know us inside and out, they won't want anything to do with us. But the amazing thing about Jesus is that he knows us inside and out. And he wants everything to do with us. He wants to change our lives. He wants to bring hope and peace and life. I'm going to invite Adam and Mandy and Phil back. And today I just want to leave us with, I guess, that simple kind of challenge. Do you know and realize today that Jesus can go beyond your understanding, can go beyond anything in your life? He wants to know you inside and out. He wants to have a relationship with you. And I just want to invite you today as perhaps we could all just stand. If in this moment you're in a place where you would love to have that same relationship that you've seen that is so evident in Liam and Victoria's life. Today you can respond in a simple way. And as we just sing this song together, why don't you just in some way just talk to Jesus? Just reach out to him. You don't have to do it out loud. You can do it inside, however you want. And just respond to him and say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want you to be my friend. Jesus, I want to leave behind parts of my life that are a mess. And I want you to bring your healing and your help and your life into my life.